my name is Anahita Fala, and I'm a civil engineer with the hydraulics engineering section with Public Works. My name is Brian Wong. I am a civil engineer with infrastructure construction management. I, I knew Anahita actually, uh, we were working on this project uh, you know, just prior to the pandemic and we took a, a long hiatus because we were waiting for some delivery of some really long lead items and only recently have those items been delivered. And so now I'm working with Anahita again, trying to close that job out because I really haven't talked to you over this past year very much, right? We talked like a little bit at the beginning of 2020 and then basically for like nine months, we didn't talk. And then now here we are. So I think this will be interesting actually, because I haven't talked to you in a while. My, my, my gut instinct on 2020 is, wow, what a blur. Um, just like so much happened this past year that it's, it's hard to keep track of, right? Like there's so many like life-changing, critical things that happened this past year that is, it's almost overwhelming. Last year, what's, what's, what was the challenge? I know in the beginning when I had to go like a month or two still into the shelter in place to the field, I was really anxious and worried about going into the workplace because I was really, you know, staying at home, working from home, limiting the trips to grocery stores and et cetera. Mm. And so I was really scared that if I, you know, accidentally got it by chance by going out to the field and so forth and bringing it home to my parents, um, I was really concerned and stuff. I realized, you know, I just have to do extra cleaning here and there and so forth, make sure, you know, change my clothes quickly when I get home and shoes and et cetera, you know, like art. Wow, you do all that too? <laughs> yeah, in addition. Yeah. yeah, I think. Okay. It just, yeah, I just to feel more safe and comfortable. And I think obviously I've gone in several times during, you know, since the pandemic to do field yeah. work and stuff. And I, I, think I don't know a, how you feel point. about it. No, no, I think, uh, I think that's right. Cause like, whatever makes you feel safer. Cause like, I remember I got sick in January of 2020 and then, and then, you know, then COVID happened. And then I was like, oh, did I actually have COVID in January of 2020? And then it's like, no, you just had, you were, ju you just had a cold, Brian. Like, don't, don't turn it into something, right? Don't get paranoid about it. So I, I think, I think that's right. You, you know, don't get paranoid about it, but you know, yes, do these safety things. These safety things will help you learn. You know, these are good habits to have, but you, there's no need to freak out. I think about it. I think that's, that's a big takeaway from this past year, mm -hmm. but anything that, you know, small things, if that, if it makes you feel more comfortable, do it, you know, it's no big deal. I remember the day we were told that shelter in place would begin right away the next day. And I remember looking at my colleagues and I like, what are we going to do? And quickly scrambling, grabbing whatever we could to take home <laughs> that we needed to quickly switch to this work from home environment because we hadn't really practiced that in our workplace before. And that required me to like adjust from my old routine of like going to my bus, you know, going through the commute traffic to get to and from the office and that lifestyle to now like just being at home, logging in, you know, um, 
And it kind of in the beginning was like nice, you know, to be working from home, reduce the traffic commute and so forth. And you could totally see the impact um, to your local environment, like improved air quality and so forth. But at the same time, it was kind of sad because like now I look back and I was like, oh, I miss like actually that hustle and bustle that we had, like going to and from the office. Um, However, I also feel like um, this situation kind of made me think more about how do we like create a virtual work environment to ensure, you know, we're still working and achieving the goals we want um, and feel like we're still close, even though we're all, you know, in different parts of the Bay Area working from home and so forth. And I think tools like Teams and Zoom helped make sure we're still like connected. And I know in my section, for example, we have one person in the morning, he'll be like, good morning and give us a countdown to how many days till maybe our next holiday, as well as how many days in we've been with the shelter in place. So that's a little refreshing. You Is know? someone and actually doing that? <laughs> Does someone message the group on Teams saying it's been X days since? <laughs> yeah, like we have this many days until like our Memorial Day weekend. And I think our perspective has changed a lot, I think, from that previous year. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so hard to measure. Like I was thinking about like what changed and I mean there's the obvious but like how how is like how different am I? It's it's really hard to measure for me. Like I think a lot of people I don't and I don't think I'm alone, but I think it's going to take some time to digest what happened this year. You know, we're still kind of in it. So, even though it's 2021, we're 3 months into 2021, it still feels like 2020 kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, I think it's going to take some time to digest really how how it's affected me personally. I think the other thing I realized is it was hard to adjust in the beginning cuz like the time, you know, went by so quickly that looking at the clock, I realized sometimes I'm working way late beyond the <laughs> normal end of work time. But I've learned like, you know, that I can't always work and then I need to step aside and take my breaks and, you know, spend time with my family at home besides yeah. just stuck to the computer working all the time or yeah, attending meetings by phone and video. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good point, actually. The uh, the breaks have been harder working from home. Like, for example, if uh, if I'm in the office at 49 South Venice uh, and I needed to go talk to my boss or or something like that, I have to I have to literally walk a city block. Like I'm on one end of the building and he's on the other end of the building. So it's like it's like walking a city block to go talk to him. But that's like a good break. And you don't think of it as a break. But like at home, you know, if you you're not walking a city block, you're walking a few feet, you know, to the bathroom or to the kitchen or wherever it's, it's far less like in one trip to my boss's office at work, I've walked more than I will walk pretty much at home, right? Like just entirely more. So I think that has been a real challenge. You have to really, when you're taking your breaks at home, you have to really focus. I know there's, it seems easy because you're, you, all the conveniences are next to you, right? You have your bed, your, your, your own personal bathroom, your own kitchen with all your own food in it. You don't have to share anything, but at the same time, it makes, it's a bit claustrophobic, so to speak, or, you know, that's, it's just, it's a little cramped. So I think that's been one challenge from this past year. 
And even before we moved to 49 South Van Ness, I know you and I would walk between like 1680 Mission and 30 Van Ness. So we'd get some steps there. We would get some steps going to and from our bus stop and, you know, walking to the copier counts with some extra steps. And right. so, yeah, I noticed, I think this past year made me more aware of like um, my health like not just my mental well-being, but my physical health. So I have been trying to walk around my neighborhood and bike sometimes, um, like on the weekends for biking and then walking around maybe during my break now around my neighborhood. Um, and I think that's helped me actually get some of the steps back that I was missing at the very beginning of the pandemic. And I think it's really hard, Brian, because you and I... Um, are fortunate to have some things, but I know other people in their situation may be totally alone at home. And, you know, it, this pandemic, just being stuck at home and not seeing your friends or family that live outside your house is tough. And so I think this past year brought awareness to the importance of physical health and mental well-being. And hopefully um, we continue that at, even after we transition back to work. How do you feel about being an essential worker? Because I have mixed opinions on this, but I'd like to hear what you have to say. Well, I think before the pandemic and especially after the pandemic, I'm proud and motivated to provide what can what I can offer to the city and organization I admire. I, I honestly feel like I think the pandemic has motivated me more because I think back to like how many people lost their jobs and I'm very thankful to still have my job. Oh, and absolutely. Yeah. I really think like, I don't know what I would do in this time outside of work in the pandemic. I mean, there's only so much TV and streaming you can do and so much walks and this and that and so much of your like social media with friends and family outside of your household. Um, but then I know work allowed me to still continue the connections um, with people like you. Um and within my own section. So I think that's why I have a positive outlook on it. And that's why I still feel like proud and motivated. That's good. That is really <laughs> good. Um, I'm mixed on the, on this. At the same time, I share all of your positives. I think I'm very for, we're very fortunate that we still have a job. A lot of folks don't. Uh, and I do feel that like, hey, what, what we're doing is good work. Uh, we're still providing infrastructure improvements and maintenance, you know, for, for the city and for the residents, which is, it, it is critically important. Yes. At the same time, it's like, okay, so we do all that, but then I'm not sure. Like, does that count as essential worker? Like, I felt like we were the bare we meet the bare minimum requirement for essential worker. You know, there's so many more people more essential than us that to me, it felt like there was a little bit of an imposter syndrome there where it's like, am I a, an essential worker? I guess technically, right. We just, we just squeezed in there, but you know, we're, we're able to work from home. Right. Or, or at least you are, I have to work more in the field than you do. I think, right. You guys are, uh, five days a week from home unless needed. Exactly. Right. Right. So I I'm three days from home and two days in the fields uh, and then more, more if needed. Yes. Um, but 
even still, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like I'm an essential worker, even though I guess I guess I am. And that's scary to say because you know then that affects us, our work, our 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 livelihoods. I guess I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining that uh, we're essential workers. It just feels like there there are more important folks, but I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. Even when the shelter in place hit almost a year ago, there were still some people who couldn't just, you know, switch to work from home environment. They still needed to be out there responding to our urgent emergencies around the city. And so I think we really appreciate those essential workers. And we know our work is essential too. And I think, Brian, I think back to some of how some of my projects have been impacted due to the unforeseen, you know, budget situation around the shelter in place and COVID pandemic. However, there are still some infrastructure that's still like, you know, going on regardless pandemic or not, like our sewer infrastructure. And I know that I have some yeah. projects that were put on hold because, you know, the budget and they didn't assess it as a high priority, but then there's some where I had to actually go out there immediately and do like a field survey because there was a collapsed main sewer. And so that's where I felt like, oh, my duty is essential. I need to, you know, respond to that collapsed main sewer. And so that required me to like go out immediately and, you know, get the field survey done, start preparing designs, coordinating with our other teams in uh, the department. And within six months, we were able to design and construct uh, that main sewer that was originally collapsing. And so I feel like that's where we can show that we can provide essential engineering and construction management support when the city needs us. Yeah, I think, um, you know, that's actually a really good perspective. Um, And that just made me think of something and kind of helped me deal with it just even in this moment right now, but people got to eat, right? So when people eat, people need to do other things as well. Right. (laughs) And that doesn't stop. That's, that's just a reality. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, wastewater uh, infrastructure needs to be maintained and working. <laughs> yeah, we all work together indirectly to keep yeah, the city I, I, going. Yeah, I guess we are essential in the larger, in the larger picture, not in the like immediate short-term picture, but in the larger picture, I think we are absolutely essential. Yes. I mean, I definitely think about our grocery workers, our fire police that have been always responding regardless of a shelter in place pandemic. And so those are the people we think of at the top of our mind. And then we're obviously kind of later in the list. But yeah, um, I think that's yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, yeah, we're a small piece of the whole larger pictures, like you said. Right. Any thoughts? Any uh, cool things happened to you last year? So I think personally, I was very happy that I was able to get my PE license. Oh, congratulations. So you are a certified professional engineer. Thank you, Ryan. (laughs) I was supposed to take my last exam in the spring, but then (laughs) shelter in place happened and the exams got postponed. And then finally, in the summertime, they reopened the testing site. And so that's how I was able to go in and take the exam but before that I was like studying always (laughs) in between work and everything going on because I never knew when I would be able to schedule this exam 
So <laughs> did you feel like you had more time to study because you were working from home though? I think it helped being in a lockdown because there's fewer distractions and options. Like I feel like I'm the kind of person before the pandemic who would take advantage of going to like fairs or concerts and seeing friends and etc. And so then when mm-hmm. all these fun social in-person activities are postponed. Um, I think that helped a bit in <laughs> focusing on my goal of getting the P. I was proud that I was able to accomplish that despite, you know, busy working from home and, you know, dealing with what everyone's probably been dealing with with the pandemic. You know, I have one memory that stood out from this past year. It's, I don't know if I should share it though. Um, I guess I'm still in a, in a way I'm still digesting it, but uh, it actually happened in January uh, of this year, 2021. Uh, I was on the, I was in the field. We were doing a site walk with the contractor and um, you know, it was a sunny day and uh, you know, I'm, I'm Chinese. So I, I know what my eyes look like. It was a sunny day. I didn't have sunglasses, so I was squinting. Anyways, I was about to cross the street, and then I realized there was a car coming. I didn't see it right away, so I stopped right, you know, right in the gutter, and I waved the person through. And the car passed the intersection, but stopped. And as and as I was crossing the street behind the car, I you know I looked over, and the guy says, "Do we have a problem?" And at first, I didn't understand what he was saying, but after I stopped, I turned around and looked at him and then he, he repeated his question again, except this time louder and, you know, more forcefully. Thankfully I was with, I was with two other people was with the contractor and my assistant. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, and I'm just like, Hey man, there's, no, there's no problem. And we just, we just turned around and walked away. Uh, but I do remember thinking in that very instant, I'm like, Oh, I shouldn't turn my back on him when he's still looking at me. So I looked back, made sure he got back into his car and drove off before I, before I continued walking away. And I think what's so memorable is like, I remember at the moment, it was just kind of like, whatever, this guy's just being stupid, um, you know, but I think what made it so memorable is I, I was digesting it. I'm like, I could have died. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to say that, oh, this guy was, it was racially motivated. You know, it, it really sucks. Because it's going to be a question, right? It's going to be a question. Did he do it because I'm Asian? But it's so hard to know, right, what someone's motivations are behind why they do things. Uh, And then you see it around the news. You see these unprovoked attacks against people of Asian descent. And it's very troubling to see, you know? And I was just doing my job at the time. And I think something could easily could have happened because there was two guys in the car. There was a driver who got out and then a passenger. And I don't know if there was anybody in the backseat, but there were at least two people in the car. I mean, that could have been, I could have been just another case, you know? And then that memory has just stuck with me very strongly since then. You know, I think everyone's experienced something like this, whether it was intentional or unintentional. It's just not how we need to 
behave with each other, especially in these difficult times. Um, it may have happened maybe something like this before the situation we got into with 2020 and so forth, but it's just gotten maybe worse. And this is not the time to like, you know, butt heads against each other. We need to actually stick together, hold our hands and move forward. Okay, Anahita, what is one thing you're going to keep, you're going to tuck away into a time capsule for this past year? Most people would say they would put a mask or hand sanitizer in the capsule, but I wanted to share with uh, you, Brian, that I would put this (laughs) 2020 headband I had. Um, So I I wore this when it was like uh, New Year's Eve of 2019 going into 2020 and I think I was looking forward to 2020 because you know hey that's you know good vision and I think we were looking forward to another great year with like graduations weddings birthdays celebrations so forth and then (laughs) what happened I think was at the beginning of the year before you know our lockdown we had some local political action going on and then the other thing is obviously the pandemic itself. I also think then our Black Lives Movement happened, but I'm sorry, Black Lives Matter movement happened um, in 2020. Yeah. And then we had an election year that was not like our typical, you know, past elections. And then I guess at the end of 2020, we have a vaccine that came. So like I put this uh, next to me and look at it and think about what I was thinking at the end of 2019 going into 2020. And then now looking in 2021, looking back at what actually happened in 2020. A lot of, a lot of things happened. It's yeah. I don't think it's so easy to put a bow on 2020 and, uh, and, you know, sum it up and you just, you know, that's it done. You know, no, I don't think so. I think it's going to be with us for a while. Um, I, yeah, it's, uh, going to take some more digesting and processing, unpacking to figure out what, uh, 2020 is really going to mean. I think this is something we'll definitely share with generations to come. It's something hard not to forget about because it was, like I said, a year filled with different emotions. I mean, some people are angry, some people are sad. Um, I think we try to keep, like, keep a positive outlook through it, you know, looking forward to the next steps towards reopening and so forth. You know, my, my thoughts on the pandemic and like the big picture, you know, thinking about like, oh, the, you know, the Black Plague and all the pandemics through history, you know, it's humans will survive. They'll survive. This is a, it's a moment for us in the short term, but if we're looking big picture, it's just a bump in the road. We'll keep moving. It'll be fine. I'm Anahita. And I'm Brian. Thanks for listening to Snapshots. Still We Rise, a public works podcast.